0: Be it not wind, not rain, not water, not snow, not sleet, not vertigo. The boys from Book Record Beer will be here for you and me. I don't know what that accent was. Welcome to the Book Record Beer cast. Uh today we uh we forged through some things crazy, freak snowstorm and down trees, some physical ailments, but we are all here. So crazy. I am I am joined by uh Daniel DeFranco, as always, hey guys, if and the, Nick Gregorio.
1: Hey guys, I am well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't believe you. That's true. I was lying. Yeah. I, absolutely yeah. lying. I think we were all lying today,
2: but here we are because we love casting. We love it. And, and we casting: and We I, love you guys. Yes.
0: yes. <laughs> and each other, I would argue that. As yes, well. that's another one. <laughs> so um, and the things that we're going to be talking about, so today, we are talking about one of i think the best albums certainly to come out in the 90s and perhaps to come out in the past quarter century okay computers uh <laughs> <radio heads. laughs> okay computer we're actually going to be talking about the reissue though uh which is okay not okay yeah um because it's the you know 20 year anniversary uh last year came out in 97 uh okay not okay came out in 2017 um this is I think many would argue an album that changed the trajectory of popular music uh, at the time, if not music in in general, um, because of not only the instrumentation, what they chose to do, but more importantly, what they chose not to do, to go from a a pretty typical... um, You know what? I think it was time for it. I don't know what Mm -hmm. you guys think about that, but I I really feel like we had gone through a few errors in in rock music and alternative and stuff like that where... um, there was this traditional three or four piece that now I think at this point ninety seven '97 uh, was we were over uh, and things were starting to come into to play a little bit more so like new metal for instance mm-hmm. uh, and we had uh, I think people biting off of um, what Rage Against the Machine had been doing for a while a little bit more yep. and just kind of almost parodying it you know you have your Limp Biscuits and I always sort of go stuff back like
1: to that. it learning the wrong lessons and trying it. Yeah, yeah. And making it bad.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so, but then we st- that's what we started to see. I think we had these like really, really unique and good things that had had been going on for mm-hmm. you know a, a, about four or five years or so. At, at when it came in ni- the ninety seven for me really is kind of like a a year where things change. Kind of significantly. That's when I discovered my
1: favorite band. Actually, no kidding. The Mighty Mighty Bostons. They released their big record that year, and and I've never looked back.
0: And you know, it's funny because because you did see ska went awry. Yep. As well, <laughs> yeah, yep. and, and just about everything went awry around this time, uh-huh. and Radiohead was, chose yeah. to, rather than take a, take a, a, I guess, an easier route and continue doing what had been popular and what they had been doing, um, chose to really take a gigantic risk, uh, and I think it, it was with great reward. Um, so, Daniel, you chose this one. You had any opening thoughts for us on the record before we jump into the record itself?
2: Yeah, uh, I guess to piggyback off of you, I guess 97, um, amidst a very fractured musical landscape, I think Radiohead offered just another lens of this is is what art should be. Yes. You know, listen, I I don't want to talk about Creed. I'm actually an, an, <laughs> <laughs> an admitted Creed apologist.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just look like
2: him. That one <laughs> riff was cool. Like... <laughs> yeah, well, that was arguably the worst one. But um, anyway, I don't want to talk about it, But you had yeah. bands like Creed coming out. Their first yeah. album was in 97. And that was just a, a version of stuff that had come before. Yep, Absolutely. Um, You had just glossy pop bands. Right. Uh there were rock bands, but they were Yeah, yeah, like Nickelback and there we go. that's like what that. i was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Um I look like that guy too. I have so much <laughs> I did, to I did say on all point. of these bands. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> but then Radiohead decided to depart. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to make another straight ahead rock album.
0: And it's not that they had ever always done that. I feel like you see these glimmers and bits in the previous album, the b- b- Pablo Honey and the Bends. Yeah. right? You see these things of of ideas of where they might be where going. Did go? It's like at the drive-in, you you saw little bits of Mars Volta in there throughout with different interludes, different things that they had been doing, and then you see them actually just take the leap yeah. when they split. And here, I think...
2: Yeah, and I don't think Radiohead was were the sole uh, proprietors of Mm-mm. bringing the funk, as it were. <laughs> uh, Muse, their first album came out in 97 as well. Sure. Um, and they have a... A little more proggy. Yeah, a little more proggy. Similar but, soundscapes but, though. Yeah, but definitely like, ooh... Well, that's new. Yeah, yeah. So yep. it's like a, almost like a mini British invasion.
0: Yeah, like is he is he is he fingering his guitar? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's a, some sort of synth thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was, I was the first I was, I was like, what was what that other band in that guitar? <laughs> He's <laughs> was like, really getting at it. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Settle down,
2: <laughs> Jesus. Uh, what's that? So sort of, bittersweet symphony. That was oh the, yeah, the verb, the yeah, verb. That was ninety-seven-two, right? Yeah, right. Was, I mean, that's a cover. Yeah. I think it was eight. But
0: uh, that's, a, that's a song. And then Coldplay, for better or worse. Sure. Some Coldplay is good. Yeah. yeah. Yellow's good. You know what's funny? is I saw uh, a Coldplay. The band that opened for him was a, um, a British band called The Music, mm-hmm. who the lead singer wore Janko jeans and breakdanced while singing pretty much the entire time. Jesus. Did he have a headset? But it looked very cool. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And, uh, but in any case, uh, they were awesome. Because they were they were they were to me like uh, a more dancey but precursor to block party.
1: I just bought a pair of Janko jeans, by the way. Jesus. Yeah. So this is gonna be really <laughs> a yeah, cast to heart. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be a Nick and Dan cast.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold <laughs> on, <laughs> Nick and Dan. <laughs> See yourself My wife, out. my wife had a
1: 1998 <laughs> themed birthday party. Oh early right, in February, right, And you you I, gotta, I bought you Janko with jeans that so. before yes. you said yes. Jesus. Yeah. Christ. It was cool. <laughs> it was fun. But Bittersweet but <laughs> Symphony came out in 98, so that's how I
0: know.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah.
0: No, uh, you know what? There's a lot. die-hard fans. You know how there's that um, thing? I, I'm sure you guys have read this somewhere, but there, there was a lot of research done on how you can be an independent artist and remain doing what you love. 5,000 fans is the number. If you have 5,000 fans that actively and always buy your stuff, go and see you, you can have a career. The Verve has... A core group of people that love the verb. Really? Absolutely. I had no idea. Absolutely. I I've run into a few of them, and it's pretty interesting. They 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 follow them, and they always go, and they're these diehard fans. Well, Radiohead did that.
2: They they didn't. What which album did they release? King In of Rainbows. Limbs? In Rainbows. In, In Rainbows, Rainbows were, was like that yeah. was the thing that changed. It was like, oh, here surprise, here's a new album for free. Yeah. Or name um, your or, price, or main, or right. no, yeah. And really? they made, they made a lot of money on it. They made they
0: more sure than they did on their previous yeah. albums that were radio. It's actually
1: yeah. when I got into Radiohead is because I I liked that Such a good so album. much. I went and bought it. I was like, that I'm not even going to download it. I'm going to go get of, the fucking thing.
2: Tons of shit. Yeah. So that, that ties it back in. We're back full circle. We nice did so it, done, And uh, I argue that in rainbows is better than OK Computer. Whoa, and Kid A is better than in rainbows. No, I'm a kid aiming. I'm a kid aiming.
1: I'm a kid aiming.
0: Yeah. I love I love in Rainbows. That blew yeah, my yeah, dome to pieces when I heard it. But um Kid A, once I got it, I got it. Like I got in Rainbows almost immediately.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh okay computer, I was blown away by because of the time in which it came out. Kid A, just as a piece of art. And everything else in, in between, I, I just I thought that was I don't know what I'm doing with my hands right now. But no one can see. I, it. I, I, yeah, <laughs> that's a good I, weekend. It's good. I thought like it. that that was 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 like everything. Yeah. Right no, time period it. in which it came out, the music musicality, and the uh, and and of course the, just the artistic. Well, aesthetic. for somebody
1: like me who who didn't listen to Radiohead before in Rainbows, who just liked some progressive music, yeah. Got in rainbows and was like,
0: "What? This is yeah. what they do?" Well, you hear our ar- arpeggio weird fishes and you're yeah. like, "Okay, yeah." <laughs> like, um, it's accessible. I think it's a it's
1: more really accessible, but it also will will pull your brain to pieces if you if you try and and keep track of the music. It's awesome, yeah. absolutely.
2: So I don't think there's much new we could say about Ok Computer. It's a pretty well documented album, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I do want to bring up some interesting facts that maybe yeah, please do. that maybe no one knew. I didn't I didn't know these, you know. I, I hear stuff all the time about this album that I didn't mm. know. Yeah, you know, we listen to the album like we know the music, we know the songs. Yeah. Um I would I would posit that it it would be a perfect album if not for Fitter Happier. I
0: could not disagree with you more.
2: Yeah. I love it. Fitter Happier. Oh yeah. Okay. Fitter Happier is incredible. Well, then you might love this fact, Nick. <laughs> The album was recorded in a 16th century stone manor. Really? Yeah, in a stone building, kind of Zeppelin-esque, right? Just going. Wow. um, You know
0: what? Because this is the thing that I was going to note about it is when you listen to um, the drums on this album, they're distinctly different from their other albums. And they have those moments where they just put the room mic
2: on the drums. That's got that manner feel,
0: that <laughs> tone manner. Well, Five here's the dial. thing: you mentioned Zeppelin, <laughs> this what let me think of it. When the Levy Breaks was recorded in a uh, very, very, very long hallway, where at one end of the hall you had Bonham playing the drums, at the other end of the hall you had a uh, super expensive, but a room mic, just a lone mic. And so, if you listen to it, that when the levy Breaks, doo doo, doo the bass drum is just this bombastic, echoey thing. And it's because it's in a literal chamber of a hallway and the room mic is cranked up way higher than the mics that are actually on the drums. So you're you're getting mostly the reverberating drum. And I think that is kind of reminiscent from a lot of the drum tracks, especially the toms and bass drum on on this album.
2: No, yeah, it's a, a manner. Great sounding How do you album? not like Fitter Happier? I don't dislike it. I just don't think it it holds um you know, it's own gets along with
0: coworkers. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like it's saying all this stuff that you should. Yeah. Like, like exercises three times a week. Yeah. Like it says all the things that literally
1: everyone has ever said to themselves. Always. I'm going to do
0: better. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be fitter, happier, like a pig
2: in a cage on antibiotics. I still kiss with saliva. So (laughs) everything's good, I guess. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Lucky was recorded in five hours, Wow! start to finish, two, uh, two years prior to... Uh... Two years prior? Okay, computer, yeah. Oh, no shit. Wow. And um, here's, here's a third and, uh, I guess, final interesting fact. Tom York was trying to look on the bright side when he was writing lyrics and music to this album.
1: Well, I'll say the music <laughs> is very beautiful and uplifting in a lot of places. Yeah. The lyrics, on the other hand,
2: <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is this is
0: happy radiohead. Yeah, yeah, wow. He was really trying to look on the bright side. Did you have like? Well, comparatively,
1: it it is a happier sounding record.
2: Yeah, uh, those interesting facts, and you can find seventeen more of those was from uh, CBC.ca, uh, their website. Yeah.
0: So let me ask you then, um, getting into it, what is your favorite song from the album? Mine's not fitter happier.
2: Uh, probably exit music for a film. It's a good one. Beautiful, yeah. Mine
0: is electroneering. Mm-hmm. It's so like, fucking awesome. It rocks my balls off every single time. <laughs> and it, that is the, one of the best uses of cowbell yeah. I've ever heard. It's
2: so good.
1: I'm a paranoid alien man.
2: Mm. A- alien? Which, which, which cut did you get? <laughs> <laughs>
1: paranoid android man? Android, that's it. I'm fucking behind a, uh, a, a haze of Sudafed. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like that track mostly because it sounds like it could be in a really fucked up James Bond movie. Yeah. It's got that spyish guitar line in it.
0: Yeah, that's true. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. Well, that thing I think for a lot of people our age also um, is paranoid always...
1: alien. What an asshole! <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean that's oh, the... so much Sudafed. <laughs> you know, it's funny because you, you're you're a narrative man. And I think the narrative there is, of course, about you know, beautiful ship and
2: all this, uh, yeah. and this. kind of stuff. That's a tough song to play. I tried covering it a couple of times in various bands. Really? There's a uh, Mr. Greenwood does some some excellent guitar work. Oh my god!
0: Yeah. You know? Oh, here's a fun. Oh fact. my god! I can't I can't <laughs> handle Johnny Greenwood. He's so fucking good. Doesn't at he? Everything. Uh, uh,
2: score films now.
0: So he did. There will be blood. Right. It's one of
2: his most notable ones. He there was there scored was there will be blood. Some bullshit where he couldn't get nominated for best score. Because some...
0: everybody is like he's too good at everything. We can't have yeah. humans like this.
2: Yeah, there was something there was something some... weird political. Some... You're a freak.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're a freak! Some <laughs> half-talented piece of shit just didn't want to give him his due. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Um that that annoys me a lot. Guys like him are fucking great. Um I also <laughs>
2: And he still looks 27, and his hair is just oh, so... What the fuck? Like, fuck you, Johnny with, Greenwood. With your
0: chiseled chin, you fucking <laughs> high-cheekboned asshole.
2: <laughs> what, are you
0: good at everything? Yeah, Jeez, In every picture, his face is hidden. Yeah. God uh, damn it. Fuck you, Johnny. Still has hair. Son of a bitch. Let's leave him alone. He's great. Uh, yeah. His his brother, on the other hand... No, his brother's awesome, too. Um, he, he plays the national anthem like no one's business. Yeah. Love that, but that's a of co- a course today in any case uh yeah, electioneering is definitely my favorite on this i gotta i gotta say that i um when looking up you know different things about the album we are going to talk about it um the one thing that that kept showing up for me was uh I was looking at some of my friends' posts because I knew that they had always been radiohead fans, and i went I literally just went, scrolled real quick to see um on that day of the anniversary to see if they had said anything about it uh which seems like a lot, but I just felt like it might be interesting. Um, a number of my friends literally posted about how it saved their life. How this album literally saved their life. It was a happy album, I guess. One friend in particular who, who I love is a great, great artist um, and a, the best kind of music fan. She wrote this whole thing about how she had been like severely bullied in 97 during this time. And we were in middle school then, so obviously it had to have been fucking terrible. And... Um, and that literally she attributes her still being on the planet to Radiohead's um uh okay computer. Interestingly, I when I went to school for music, uh um, Herbert Deutsch was my electronic music professor, and he's the co-inventor of the Moog synthesizer. Really? and Or Moog synthesizer. And uh, so he would bring in prototypes and weird things that they never put into production. Um, and so I got to play some stuff, and I noticed that one of the things you blew into, and it synthesized your, like, you know...
1: it's like a th- synthesized wind instrument?
0: Yeah. You know that, like, little keyboard that you can blow into? It's like a... Uh, what the hell is it called?
2: Oh, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's got a, a it's tube like a, that you put like in toy. your mouth. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, a and, blowing and so machine. It
0: was like it was. Like <laughs> 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 oh god! Oh. It's, it's it's like that, but it was like a synthesizer and had all the dials and stuff. And uh, I'm pretty sure Johnny Greenwood uses something similar to that. That's cool. On one of the albums, yeah, that's cool.
2: So, yeah, uh, another interesting fact, since you brought it up, uh, one of the things they did is they just bought ton of instruments and electronic gear they had no idea how to use oh uh, their nice. producer nile uh i'm sorry Gondry? nigel 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 yeah. Nigel godrich yeah Godrich. Uh, yeah. so just write out a list of all the stuff you want and we'll just go buy it he's like a
0: real real big reason uh my brother michael was telling me about this he's actually a huge reason of why radiohead sounds like radiohead you know, because it's Johnny Greenwood writing most of it, right? Uh and and you does know, does he Tom still York. work with
2: them? Oh yeah.
0: He's the reason why the last album, uh um
2: the one with uh, uh Moon Reflect Jesus. I just listened to it yesterday and then I went know, home. I know. Um, Something re- pool. Moon shaped pool. Moon shaped pool. pool. That's <laughs> it. Jesus. So he he's,
0: he's um yeah, he's been with them. And and if you listen to drums on that album, yeah. he really messed with them where he would literally Close the mics up, so you're just getting this this real, real, real thin, almost tinny version, and then open the back up at various points. So he's fucking with it in a way that, like, you could almost never reproduce live yeah. unless you had somebody at the board doing these like real weird things to, to the sound. He's their George Martin. He he absolutely he's a, he's yeah. he's the designer of sound. I think they're the producers of their content, and he designs how that sound comes and hits us.
2: Yeah, it <laughs> doesn't discredit. You know, Mr. Greenwood or or Tom York, yeah, by any means, or the rest of the band. No, they're all contributing. No,
1: I mean, you need you need somebody. I mean, some bands don't need to have that producer. Um, A lot of those
0: bands are like your raw, like what you're getting, what you see is what you get type type thing. But But when when you
1: have a really good producer making, you know, the band sound like the band. I mean that he's just another band member in my
2: mind. Yeah, exactly. Point, right? Yeah. Was I'd be interested. He wasn't he wasn't probably with them on uh, uh Pablo Honey or the Bends. That's he? a
0: really good good question. I don't I don't know. Well, um, I mean he has it, been with them. My, only there was a Michael way to was find saying that out. Michael was saying that he's been with them for, for pretty much the whole of their career, even
1: with that crunchy like so,
0: guitar sound, gr- yeah, <laughs> I, I fucking love that. I do too. Do you ever watch them on? There's a number of videos. I would suggest any listener who hasn't seen this to check it out. Them uh, live on later with Jules Holland.
2: Oh man, is
0: those are some of those performances are the greatest performances yeah. I've ever seen. They're incredible. Tom um, like, York
1: frightens me when he performs.
0: That's how. Uh, I when my brother and I first started playing, I would I would lose my mind like that. He's completely uninhibited, and well, I
1: mean, he's almost unhinged. I yeah, I mean, he's like he's flailing about. It's very, it's incredible, it's great, but it's it 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 makes me feel some kind of way, and I say that because I can't find another way to describe what he makes me feel when I watch him. If I
0: didn't have to use all four of my limbs, if I was a lead singer, I think I would look exactly like that. That's how I feel. I don't want you to look like that. That's how I <laughs> feel, man.
2: Like th- I feel like it's just it, you, you, absolute freedom. Like that's yeah. that that's pure freedom. Manifest. Yeah. Uh, the producer for Pablo Honey was Paul Q. Caldery and uh, Sean Slade. Okay. Oh my and god,
1: they produced the Boston's record, the Big Boston's record that came out in
2: '97. No shit. Yeah. It was a Busy year for them. Like, yes. What a tie-in. And uh, producer for the Bends. They have was a zillion John- dollars right now. Oh yeah. Other incredibly wealthy. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, they got those those royalties. He did a
1: couple Boston. They did a couple of Boston's yeah. records.
2: Wow. And the producer for the Benz was John Leckie who Radiohead, who they chose. Okay. So I guess Nigel Godrich was Nigel Godrich. Y- can't yeah. Say his name. I've read it. Never said it that loud <laughs> <until> today. <laughs> yeah. Nigel. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I always cluster actually this album Kid A and In Rainbows together, mm-hmm. Uh for whatever reason. I know that you know a number of albums came in came in between. You know, not not anymore. Only Well, Hail any. to the Thief and Amnesiac. So, too. So, two. I guess that so is yeah, Amnesiac number. was... Um, a, numbers <laughs> <two>. <laughs> that number is two. Wasn't that <laughs>
1: recorded as a, as a companion piece to Kid A at, like, the same time?
2: I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you can tell a lot about a person by their favorite Radiohead album. That's so true. Let's 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 go around. Okay. Nick.
1: I, uh, Gregorio. I, I love Kid A. Kid A? I love Kid A. I
2: don't know what that says about you. It says something. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, Why? It's sort of a long story, but... Um, when Kid A came out, it was like two thousand, right? Two thousand one. It's two thousand. Um, I didn't listen to music like that at, at, at all. And there was a guy in my math class. He looked like the singer from. Um, I can't remember the band. Who sang Flag Bolsita?
0: Oh, uh, Harvey Danger. Harvey
1: Danger looked like he had the big hair and everything. And that's an incredible band. Coincidentally enough. He loved Harvey Danger and went on to become <laughs> friends with the lead singer from Harvey Danger. Get the
0: fuck out yeah. of here. They anyway. started a record label that's incredible. <clears throat> Is that right? Yeah.
1: Uh, anyway, when he said, you know, when I came in and he was talking about Kid A one day, and I, I like, blasted him for liking that single off Kid A. I oh, blasted ideotech? him for it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, and he was like, why do you hate it so much? I was like, because it sounds like shit, man. It does, <laughs> that's not what Radiohead does. And I didn't even know. I didn't listen to Radiohead. Right, yeah. Um. And he goes, how about... Pure experimentation, yeah. and that stuck with me. So when I picked up in Rainbows some years later, and I went back to Kid A, I was like, "Holy fuck, this really is amazing!" Yeah, and it is absolutely. Um, Did you
2: ever apologize to that kid?
1: No, I've lost touch with him. I, don't, I can't even remember his name.
2: Mm. Just yeah. a faceless person in the story of your evolution. Yeah, he lives on. But uh, I, I remember
1: every time I listen to Radiohead, I, I attest that, but to him because eventually yeah. I got around to where he was.
0: Yep.
2: So okay. well, there you go. Yeah,
0: Happened Kid A. You. Kid A for me as a as a funny story, but is that I, your favorite one? It is. Okay, absolutely. Um, so a uh, ex girlfriend gave me Kid A. Brilliant young lady, loved Radiohead, and I didn't get it, and I didn't realize that at the time. I just thought Zeppelin ruled, and "At the Driving" was the tits, and and you're an idiot because this is well, not you're an idiot, but I don't get it, <laughs> and I, I I couldn't admit that I didn't get it. I just didn't didn't like it and so she gave me today I listened to it probably like 10 times and I didn't get it I like kept listening to it I was like man it just doesn't it's not hitting me right in the way that I I would like so then I go to a friend's house and this is going to sound like it's advocating for the use of drugs but it's really not um and the first time I ever hit a bong was a four-foot Bong. that'll blow you right up and it was, the day, <laughs> it was the day that sour skittles came out and so I, <laughs> I, I after school went and i i hit the the bong right and so got extraordinarily high he's never done that before and i coughed cough for like 45 minutes so i was out of my mind and i went and got the sour skittles and then I had work, so I went to the. I drove to the grocery store, and and uh, I was sitting there, and I I was I looked at the front of the store, and I was like, I can't go in there. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I I I had a Camaro at the time that had a sunroof that I put all band like bumper stickers on, and so I threw my chair all the way back so you couldn't look in the car and see me. And I just stared out the sunroof and I put in Kid A, and I sh- I shit you not went through, went one through full listen I totally got it. I I, I, I absolutely, I absolutely got it. And I think it was that matter of seeing things from a different perspective, like getting in a different frame of mind, absolutely changed the way that I listened to it. And I listened to it twice through. So that's like, what, like 90 minutes. And I was, I was at work, you know, an hour and a half late and I didn't have, you know, I didn't have a manager. I was just back there. So, um, I ended up, uh, just, Anybody that passed through, I was blasting on the boombox we had. Anybody that passed through, I would throw random produce to like bananas or apples or something. I did no work that day and I just listened to the album because I finally got it
2: and I felt like a million dollars. Yeah. Nice. Uh, uh, In Rainbows is mine. I'd have to say it's my favorite one. Um, and why is
0: that? Because it's more accessible or did you? I mean, the arrangement of the, the album. Because that's the thing about Kid A. I love, you know, track one to the end. In that order. Oh, we're back. We're
2: back on yours again. Oh. I'm asking. <laughs> I'm asking if that's a reason why. Jesus. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Such a dick. I said a sentence and then you took over. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, we can roll back the t- I said, here's my favorite. And then you it's a because and then you <laughs> <It was> because,
0: <laughs> this is why I like Kid A again.
2: <laughs> I right, go go go. I right. uh, like uh, in rainbows. Uh, I come to Radiohead a little bit late. Um, I mean, I knew their, their radio songs growing up when they came out as they came out. Big fan of like creep when I was like fourteen. Uh, the Who bands. wasn't yeah? Yeah, high and dry, uh, fake plastic trees. Like what music. about my iron lung? The uh, the ode to creep. Oh, I don't remember that one so much. I mean, I like the song now, yeah. but when when it was when it came out, um, okay, computer came out. First time, I was like, well, this is kind of awesome. Yeah. But I think by then I had gotten really into, um, I guess, more of like the harder rock. Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, what's the squeaking? <laughs> That's my sinuses. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I just, just a victim of the times, I got really yep. into like Primus, which they had already been at a little bit. Right. But yeah. I, got in, I got into Creed and I got into um, uh, Dream Theater. Oh wow! And then nice. I started getting you into went uh, real far, and then nice. I started getting into jazz and like classical. Sure. So I just became all over the fucking place. Yeah. yeah.
0: But you went real far down, sort of the the Some musicians' bad bad paths. Yeah. Yeah. yeah really. <laughs> Dream Theater is not yeah. a. <laughs> they're like
1: the a, corniest, most. Mike Technically sound band ever. Yeah, Mike
2: heard. Portnoy is an incredible drummer.
1: Listen, they're awesome, but yeah. I can't listen to their... their those
0: so, lyrics are so laughable. I, I, but are how I, does this relate to, to a, a, a rainbows. rainbows?
2: So I, I came to Radiohead later on as more of an adult, around 25 or 26 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I bought the Benz. I was like, let me listen. People say it's the greatest thing. Uh, I put it in. I was like, this is really fucking good. Yeah. So then I went to OK Computer. I was like, well, this is really fucking good, too. <laughs>
0: How did they do better?
2: Yeah. That's that's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Uh, and then I went to the next two, uh, Kid A amnesiac, and I was like, wasn't really wasn't really grabbing me as much. Yeah. And then Rainbows Because they've whole, gone further yeah. down
0: that route. Yeah.
2: And then Rainbows came out and it was so different. And uh it just right time of life.
0: Yeah. That it
2: makes sounds sense. like
1: that, you know, it was it was that way for all of us. It was yeah. just like they it fit itself the band fit itself into our lives at like a time.
0: When it needed to.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, here's the thing that I know. I remember seeing them like on the MTV Beach House playing creep. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, this is the same guy's like 20 years later. Yeah. I think the one thread that
0: connects it all though is that it expanded what we thought about music. Yes. Every single one of us. It changed what we thought about music in some way. And and I think that's that's a test to 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 Radio's Head's talent. Yeah. Is is that they consistently have done that. Yep. There's, I would say, there's no duds as far as albums are concerned, and they've consistently done that. And when you look back, you're seeing, oh, this is actually also commenting on X mm-hmm. at the same time, you know. And there's a lot to be said. Like when you look at Moonshape Pool now, and and they have, um, which we call it, uh, on that again, um, the the last track, you know, of course, True Love Waits. True Love Waits. Yeah. They've they've made, you know, <sighs> however many years later, and that it's was because four okay computer right yeah just didn't fit, and yeah so it was a live track exactly yeah, yeah it was always a live or a b side kind of thing um, and that was written with one intent back then for tom york's partner and now that they've broken up, it's a completely different yeah. sounding song and different and lens because the live was rocking and it was cool and and in a different way, and this one is just heartbreaking, and you know so there's always these multi you know, these these layers that are are there for this album, and I think it's it's a testament to just. Like I said, how talented
2: they really are. Right on. Yeah, uh, the band was and those people we covered. All I need. Really. But we. Uh, it's funny. Like if people came up to us after the show, like, "Hey, I really like that song." Like, "Oh, thanks, man." Which one? Like, I was like in the middle. It's kind of yeah. slow. Was, like you're saying, like all I need. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of It wasn't, wasn't us The, the <laughs> Radiohead track you happen to like yeah. 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 Jesus So uh, this turned into more of a Radiohead cast so I have an okay computer cast But yeah. that's, that's, that's okay, okay. Yep. Computers
0: Yeah Check out Okay <laughs> Not Okay though uh, The reissue The remastered track. Like this is one where You know sometimes you listen to a remaster And you really have to listen This is yeah. like distinctly not that it's improved, but the sound quality and and sort of like, I don't know. I always listen for the drums and the drum sound. Oh, it's great. Tighter, better, fitter,
2: warmer. <laughs> I picked up the three uh, vinyl sets that oh, came you? out and it's blue and there's nothing, there's no information on the uh, the label. No shit. It's like, like the copyright date or something. And it says, for more information, look elsewhere. Like, you don't even know what side it is. <laughs> it, was like, it took me a while. To, I've had it for almost Dicks. a year and it took me a while to realize that there's a really small. Print like it. One says sky, the next side says blue. Yeah. The other one says IP. The other one says like up.
0: They did. Yeah, yeah. They did that for um for Kid A. I have that on okay. vinyl. It's the ten inch records. So yeah. Why they change it every? Just tell me, tell yeah. me what side. It's I'm like alpha. On, the artists, <laughs> man. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: They take I it mean, to that edge. <laughs> which is great. <laughs> we could we could probably talk about this forever we about could. the 10, 10, 10 What was it like? All ones and zeros. The yep. oh, number, yeah. like uh, just the nonsense. um yeah but yeah. <laughs> nonsense that <laughs> yeah. was a hell of a hand wave <laughs> <laughs> well because in Rainbows came out 10 years after okay computer right and then somebody did a whole blend it was like a Wizard of Oz Pink Floyd Dark Side of the Moon type of thing where yeah. if you start with track one of uh, okay computer and then you go to track one of Rainbows and go back to track two of a computer track two of Rainbows they all just mesh like yeah. beautifully together set so on purpose is Tom York some weird digital genius I kind of think so yeah yeah, I would, I, I would lean you, that way you know, heavily. Very much <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> yeah. All right, gents. Uh, I'll see you at the show this summer.
0: Ah, yeah, dude. Yeah.
2: Can't wait. Cheers.
1: Cheers. Uh, make sure to check us out on social media at facebook.com slash Podcast. On Twitter, at BookRecordBeer, and on Instagram, at Book.Record.Beer. We're also on iTunes, where you can star us and listen to us, because now we can see all the analytics and finally let us know how much you guys are listening.
0: In Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> that
2: was <some> Anyway,
1: of... <laughs> uh, yes, thank you very much for listening, and have a wonderful day.
2: All right, and tune in next week. We're going to be talking about... The Bath Flash Fiction Award. It just closed their February 2018 prize. That first prize went to Joe Gatford. Let we'll me talk in Flash next week. This
1: is.